Good evening, guys, and welcome back to my podcast. Now, it has been a while um, since I've done a recording, and you might be wondering, well, what exactly, what exactly happened? But you know, school procrastination, a whole host of factors. But um, here I am, and um, I'm back. <laughs> but um, what really inspired me to? you know, record at this time was, um, you know, the recent spate of things that's happening um, on our island, you know, the, the, the kidnapping, the, the crime, the violence, you know, the, the recent um, news of the cult in Montego Bay, um, you know, and I won't speak too much exactly on that because, you know, it's still an ongoing investigation, but what I will say is that that particular story um, served as an inspiration to record um, this podcast? So you know, let's um, let's get into it. So the, the the title of this podcast is "The Wolves in Our Churches," and it's really a reference to uh, Saint Matthew, chapter seven, verse fifteen in the Bible where it says, uh, Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. Now, you know, as a disclaimer, I've never really done a religious topic um, per se um, on my uh, podcast. You know, it's really been a mismatch and whatever, but, you know, um, you know, I, I just felt the need to really talk about this and to just weigh in on the issue. Um, so as you know, in the New Testament, the Bible makes several mentions of false prophets. Um, and, you know, they usually call the, the Christians at the time sheep. And um, you have to understand where this reference would come from. Um, in that time in Galilee... Um, you know, the rearing of sheep was uh, was very important. It was a very important pastime and livelihood of many of the people. You know, there were many shepherds, and you know, the shepherd would guide the sheep, obviously. And you know, because in literature and in real life, you know, sheep are described as meek, gentle, you know, innocent. A very perfect um, metaphor to describe um, innocence. In juxtaposition to that is the wolf, you know. So wolves throughout history, throughout literature, have been regarded as, you know, malevolent predators who, you know, they're a threat to the the innocent. And, you know, usually the wolf or the nature of the wolf is unsuspecting to the victim. You know, if we look at, um, for example, the classic, you know, um, old wives tale of Little Red Riding Hood, where you know the big bad wolf just as her grandmother to trick little red riding hood to come into the house so that he could you know eat her um so you know it's a very good you know different description they're very good there's a very good dichotomy there you understand between the wolf and the sheep so again you know you might be aware of the recent story about what took place in um montego bay Again, I won't speak specifics because, you know, it's it's still ongoing investigation. It's on social media. You can check it out what exactly um, happened. 
but um, it really inspired me to speak about a burning issue um, about you know faith in Jamaica and understanding and truth you know how all of that um, interact with, with each other um, and one thing that I would you know quickly like to point out is that one of the issues that I have with you know many Christians um, in Jamaica, many Christian churches, is that instead of placing faith in the Word of God or in, you know in the Bible in doctrine, they place their faith and trust in the pastor. Right, the pastor gives the the, the final word. You know, in many churches in Jamaica, you know, pastors are church leaders, and their opinions are treated as gospel. You know, what the elder says goes, even if, you know, their opinion does not follow biblical principle. It's nowhere to be found in the Bible. The pastor said it, the church elder said it, and that's just, you know, how it is. Um, so, you know, let's just explore the impact of this. You know, Jamaica has the most churches per square mile of any country in the world. There are multiple denominations here. Roman Catholic, Anglican, Baptist, Seventh-day Adventist, New Testament, and so on and so forth. You can, you know, name many, many, many other offshoots of these. You know, you also have African influence mixed with Christianity, you know, to form other religions such as Kumina, Pokomania. You know, it's estimated that over 60% of our population identify as Christian or at the very least, you know, practice some form of Christianity. So, you know, when you have such a large population of people practicing the faith, it is easy to see how influential the religion, you know, can be on the society. You know, a large number of our holidays, a large number of our laws, morals or way of thinking is actually governed by, you know, our Christian belief. And yet when you look at it, you know, Jamaica has such a high crime rate, you know, it's steeped in violence and, you know, every day it seems as though our island nation is, you know, teetering over precipice into oblivion, into decadence and despair for this, for the citizens. And, you know, you, you, you stop and you think, you know, how could such a, a seemingly religious nation be so violent? You know, how, why is it that crime pervades through everything in our society? Now, you know, I'm not here blaming the church for the state of crime in Jamaica. I'm not blaming the church for it. But, you know, I just want to trigger thought, you know, trigger some sort of thinking, you know, why exactly is going wrong? What went wrong? You know, what, what, what are we doing wrong in our society that, you know, despite a church being every few square miles or so, our society is the way it is. You know, why is that? Just, you know, food for thought. But, you know, let's get back to the topic um, at hand about, you know, the wolves in our churches. Let's look at what the role of a pastor is or the role of a church leader. You know, the, 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 the pastor is the one who preaches the doctrine of the Bible. You know, he provides 
caregiving. You know, he performs rites of passage, such as baptism, wedding, funerals, you know, administration of, um, of the church. And finally, and perhaps the most important aspect of it, is that the pastor, our church leader, whether it's an evangelist, deacon, you name it, priest, you name it, they must be an ambassador of the church. Now, what does that word mean? What does that mean in the context of Christianity? You know, 2 Corinthians 5.20 states that, you know, we are ambassadors of Christ as though, you know, God is speaking through us. You understand me? So, an ambassador of the church, by virtue of this, must be someone who is grounded in good ethical and moral judgment. And very importantly, you know, I add this to the definition. I think that such a person should be void of controversy, right? You know, can we say that about all our pastors here in Jamaica? In recent years, we've seen so many pastors and other church members embroiled in cases of sexual abuse and assault. You know, pastors are supposed to provide support, protection, and care for the for their congregation. And yet, you know, here these these predators, I want to use that term, they're predators, not all of them, but those that prey, you know, upon the weak and vulnerable and the lambs in the flock. That's what they do. The innocent children. And some pray on the innocent children, you know, who are you know, most vulnerable. Again, you know, these are wolves, these are predators, preying on the weak. Another important Bible verse to note is Jeremiah 14, verse 14, you know, in which, you know, he said, you know, the Lord said to me, to Jeremiah, the prophets are prophesying lies in my name. I have not sent them or appointed them or even spoken to them. They are prophesying to you false visions, divinations, idolatries, and the delusions of their own mind. I like that last part. The delusions of their own minds. What's a delusion? A delusion is a fixed belief or impression maintained despite being contradicted by reality or rational argument. No, does not not sound like some of our leaders and and even us ourselves here in Jamaica. Have you seen some of the comments when you go on the Gleaner page of some of the, the Christians, some of the comments that they make? Let me go over that again. A delusion is a fixed belief or impression maintained despite being contradicted by reality or rational argument. The church elder, for example, the church elder says the vaccine is the mark of the beast. So it must be true. He said it. Even though we've had vaccines before, the church elder said this one is the mark of the beast. So it must be true. The church elder says, I must give offering to build a new mega church because I saw it in a vision. I was on a large pulpit. Despite the fact that I'm on minimum wage and have three kids and I'm struggling. But the church elder said it. So it must be true. That is the thought process of many of our Christians here in Jamaica. The wolf said it. So it must be true. 
And even when reality shows us something else, even when rational argument debunks that thought process, we still hold on to it. Because in our society, it's almost as if, you know, what the wolf says is law. It supersedes everything. And you know, I just want to just charge people. People, beware of the wolf. Beware of who you make guide your spirituality. Beware of who you turn to. I charge you, especially Christians listening, find God and the truth for yourself. It's there. Do not be swayed by what is clearly not doctrine. Clearly not doctrine. And I would put the same message to non-Christians too. That if you're thinking about joining the faith, be careful. And I just want to mention one last thing. You see this nation of ours in Jamaica. There are wolves in our society too, outside the church. You know, the metaphor extends to beyond the church. And these wolves, we protect them. We protect them. And, you know, perhaps that could be an idea for another podcast. You know, the wolves in our society. You know, we protect these wolves and we shelter them. You know, the church does that a lot because we don't want to air, so-called air or dirty laundry for everybody to see. But I put a simple question. If the church cannot be transparent about what's happening, if the church cannot be, cannot hold those who are in charge, those who should lead, those who should guide, responsible, then who can the people turn to? Who can the people trust in these unsure times? Just be careful out there, people. Guide yourself. Guide your faith. Know your faith. And think rationally. Because if it's not in keeping with doctrine, if it doesn't make sense, if it doesn't add up, think, is this of God? Or is this of a deranged mind? Is this of the wolf? Is he a false prophet? Is he guiding me towards the right thing? Beware, people. Beware of the wolf. And learn how to discern the wolf from the real thing. Till next time.